Welcome to another edition of About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. I'm Steve Casillo with the February 15th, 2023, 160th edition, always broadcasting from the Somark Studios along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News Team. We hope you had a great Valentine's Day and did your team win the Super Bowl? Either way, it was a great game. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News and Weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Confused driver ends up in neighborhood pond. A slice of Hollywood comes to town in a moment with the mayor. Community speaks out on council's monthly stipend. Mansfield Public Library honors local African Americans during Black History Month. Mansfield Cares offers up a night in Paris, and Blaze Pizza is poised to open their doors next week. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve talks with MISD Chief of Police, Greg Minter. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. Hi, this is Vanessa Ramirez, Assistant City Manager with the City of Mansfield, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. On the morning of February 7th, multiple emergency responders were called to a single vehicle crash near Red Leaf Court in Mansfield. Police say the driver thought the pickup was in drive when it was actually in reverse losing control of the truck as it rolled downhill into a neighborhood pond. The driver had to exit the vehicle through the sunroof as the truck was submerged in the water. First responders utilized a homeowner's boat to rescue the driver. Fire department divers went into the water and attached a tow line to the truck, which was then hoisted out by a wrecker driver. The driver was not injured. Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. It is the day after Valentine's Day and Michael Evans right here in the studio with a moment with the mayor. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Steve. I'm happy to be here today and had an outstanding Valentine's Day. I still have a smile on my face. There you go. Let's uh, let's get into the the meeting on Monday night. Uh, you mentioned that flowers were handed out. Yes, sir, we did. We really handed out a lot of flowers, and that is accolades. Uh, we opened the meeting uh, by recognizing Nicole Zatoon uh, with the uh, Community Advocate Award. Uh, her efforts have really been invaluable to our economic development efforts. Uh, let me tell you what she did. She helped us to develop fair and equitable fee structures for our newly created uh, rental inspection program. And, um, you know, when you have you, you got residents like that doing an awesome job, we just need to at least tell them thank you. 
flowers and commemorations as well. Yes, yes, yes. Our finance team, uh, again, Troy Listina uh, and, and that entire crew, they uh, were once again recognized and received a certificate of achievement for excellence in financial reporting. This is about 34 to 35 years straight. And uh, this award recognizes our efforts to ensure a transparent financial process. And uh, it also says that our budget is a document for the people. As you know, you can go out on online at uh, mansfieldtexas.gov and you can everybody can look at and read over the budget for our city. So uh, again, you know, just a shout out to them for the great work that they do. And of course, this is an independent uh, group uh, that uh, recognizes uh, them for their achievements in excellence. What else you got? Well, we recognized uh, local veteran uh, Kenneth Christofferson, uh, who just celebrated, listen to this, celebrated his 100th birthday. Mm. And uh, he was a World War II veteran. Matter of fact, he served in Europe for 192 days. He was a a medic. And then after that, he became a missionary uh, to uh, South America, Mexico, places like that. And... um, he lives at the uh, Pioneer Place Apartments across the street from our church, and and he he is he is an awesome guy. As a matter of fact, when you talk to him, I mean he is he is well aware of everything. He can take you back and bring you bring you right up to uh, the present in regard to his memories and the things that he holds uh, so dear. So it, it was it was a great time recognizing a good man. Yeah. Got any more uh, commemorations before we get into the elections? You know, we really do. Um, uh, two, two great people here. Uh, Bill Ray. Bill Ray is the president of the local American Legion Post 624. We recognized him for his service to local veterans. Uh, Bill is Bill is sick, and um, we wanted to make sure that he knew how much we appreciate him and, and all of the work that he does and, and the guys from American Legion Post 624, they're outstanding. And then last but not least, uh, Miss Marianne Johnson uh, passed. And um, there there were some questions as to where was the mayor in regard to the uh, groundbreaking for HEB? Well, well, I was with the uh, Johnson family. This lady, she served our city for 28 years. She served as, yeah, as a member of our council from 1988 to 2007. She also, prior to that, she was an employee of the city and she was a um, she was a city secretary for 10 years. So Marianne Johnson, trailblazer, and um, I appreciate my colleagues taking care of the business at the groundbreaking and uh, Joe Smolinski and I, our city manager, we were there representing the city uh, and just saying to the Johnson family, thank you for lending us uh, your your mom. I mean, it was just uh, it, it was a great affair and um, just a, a fitting farewell uh, to an outstanding lady, a one of the trailblazers, we believe, here in uh, Mansfield. Yeah. Shout out to Tamara Bounds. Yes, sir. Listen, I need to uh, just just say this. I mean, folks really don't know uh, the, the work that uh, our council people do. Uh, Tamara Bounds. Let me let me just let me just say this. Tamara Bounds helped us. Matter of fact, she invited some twenty two 
uh, of city leaders, uh, well, really municipalities, so individual cities, uh, to uh, Mansfield for our uh, Texas Municipal League Region 8 uh, meeting. And it was it was very well attended. I, I don't know the last time that we did it, but um, because of Ms. Bounds and, and her work and, and our staff, <laughs> our staff, they're the ones who really helped to put together an outstanding presentation on last week. So, uh, so we thank them. Steve, let me tell you something. Uh, we are really uh, blessed in this city. We're fortunate to have a good team of people, and uh, whether it's the staff or our fellow council members, so I hope that we get to continue to work together for years to come. Yeah. Uh, special elections came up on the uh, the agenda. Yes, yes, yes. Special election. We are calling for special election this May. Well, of course, we're going to we, we've got council seats up, but but special election this May to bring forward two ballot propositions uh, for uh, the voters to consider in May. Uh, the items are to uh, authorize what we call type A economic development sales tax uh, funds to be used for type B economic development purposes. Now, let me make this very clear. Uh, this is not a new tax on anything. We are just asking the voters to give us the authority or the authorization to use existing sales tax dollars uh, that will help us to remain competitive in attracting uh, businesses, uh, hey, even sports venues and uh, restaurants and other services to the community. And let me tell you why this is important, because when we are able to do uh, what our uh, neighbors are doing, places like Grand Prairie, Arlington, uh, we're able to utilize these dollars uh, to help uh, to enhance uh, the um, outstanding and the really uh, the experiences, the grand experiences that people can have here in Mansfield. So again, not a new tax. This is seeking authorization to use those dollars to attract businesses to our a city. And oh boy, I got a big one for you. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it uh, on the agenda, it started getting a little fun. The, uh, the I feel like singing Hooray for Hollywood. You know what? I tell you what, when you're talking about attracting new businesses and industry to Mansfield, Texas, I'm going to say it right now. Move over, Hollywood, because we approved an economic development agreement with, listen to this, Super Studios Mansfield. Yeah, you heard me. Super Studios Mansfield. Listen, this will bring a studio for film, television, and animation work to our city, to our city on uh, Easy Drive and South 6th Avenue. So here's the deal. So if you like, you know, the streaming services like Hulu, um, uh, you, you know, you just you just name them, Disney, uh, places like that. Well, these studios are the places where uh, the, these these movies are made and uh, these shows are made. I mean, we can even be talking about game shows and things of that nature uh, uh, where uh, we're expecting this to actually employ up to 2,000 people, not counting the extras uh, that are needed. So you know what? I know that in our city, we've got people that have aspirations to be movie stars. So um, Or, or announcers. You. you know what? All, all of that. Let me tell you something. <laughs> yes, sir. I learned that a person <laughs> holding a boom mic, a boom mic can make up to $100,000. God bless the union. God bless the union. You know, <laughs> you know it's mind boggling. And also, uh, this, this is going to uh, work.
work in partnership with uh, our uh, ISD, with Mansfield Independent School District, uh, because, you know, you've got to build sets. Sure. You've got to break them down. So you're talking about uh, mill workers, uh, uh, folks who are good with their hands. Uh, as a matter of fact, Steve, uh, this uh, particular announcement was featured on uh, our local channel four uh, just just a couple of days ago and now it's being featured on about mansfield hmm. as you can tell i'm excited about it not that i want to be in movies or television anything like that but i'm excited about what it's going to bring to mansfield can you can you imagine yellowstone being shot in mansfield oh, i'm yeah. not saying that that'll happen but you know why not that's right i mean it's it's Part of it is filmed right up the street in Fort Worth, so let's just right. kind of move it on down. We need a studio, a uh, big green screen where we can uh, do stuff. It, it sounds like a great deal for Mansfield. It's going to be mind-boggling. Let's talk about special events. Yes. Well, you know what? There is no event as special as the Pickle Parade and Palooza. Uh, this is a Mansfield tradition, and we all know. It's going to take over the historic downtown on March the 17th and the 18th. And I know that the listeners and, and others who are part of this, they are going to be looking forward to this. Now, you know, last year we had well, I'm just going to say tens of thousands of people who were part of that uh, parade and all of the fun. So, hey, folks, mark your calendars right now for March 17 and 18. It's going to be big fun. And listen, listen, don't forget, we're the pickle capital of the world. So um, yeah. uh, we look forward to to a, a great time. And also something else that I think is important for people to know. We approved the start of a youth council uh, in Mansfield. Now, the youth Council. This is made up of teenagers and young adults who will be uh, advising uh, the, the the mayor, the city council, and working with staff on uh, uh, bringing attractions uh, to the city, but also helping in in policy decisions as well. That positively affect uh, uh, the younger crowd. And um, listen, if you want ideas, go straight to the source. And we're looking forward to uh, these young people helping us and helping our city to remain vibrant and viable. Yeah. Let's finish out with the consent agenda. Nine items? Yeah, we had nine items, let's, sir. Let's get to the sexy ones. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Here's a real sexy one. All right. $176,755. We approved that for the new Mansfield Police Headquarters. Also, $349,500 for a diesel generator for the new police headquarters. I mean, you, you don't want the lights to go out on the police department. We need them up and working. All right. Also, $232,478 for utility improvements along FM 157 and South Park Ridge. So uh, that was those are the highlights of the consent agenda, the sexy ones, as you will say. <laughs> but, um, you know, I always want to thank you for letting me uh, come by uh, after the uh, city council meeting. But for those who would like to watch the full meeting, just visit MansfieldTexas.gov and uh, you'll be able to see the whole show. Michael Evans, it's always a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for being here, and thank you for being on A Moment with the Mayor. It's good to be here. See you next time. Following up on a story we did last week about the city council now receiving a monthly $1,000 stipend, community members came out and spoke, whether in favor or not, during citizens' comments at the council meeting on Monday. I know none of you do this for the money. God knows it wouldn't be worth the money. <laughs> Even for $1,000 a month, it's not worth it, but... I appreciate what you do, and I just want to get up here and, you know, just say that I support you guys getting that because I know you take a lot of your time out to do this, 
and it's a thankless job, and we appreciate you doing it, whether or not we like what goes on all the time. The second thing I want to talk about is that back room back there. Y'all do too much stuff back here that we don't know about. One of them things is uh, y'all decided to start paying yourself back in October. We didn't know about it. I didn't know about it till here recently. Why don't y'all bring it out here to us and let us know, at least know about it? It's kind of seedy if you ask me. What you're getting does not pay. What you're getting is tip money. Okay? There's a lot of people in this town would like to run for office, but if they're not independently wealthy or own a business, they can't do it. Okay? And that stipend quote that you got is tip money. Okay? It needs to be, my opinion, four or five times that. As I said at the beginning, I have no issue with elected officials getting paid for their work, as they do a lot. But my issue stems from three things. One, these payments were never mentioned in any public budget meeting or any presentation made by the city. Two, not a single member of council or city leadership made any mention of these payments until someone in the community started to ask questions. And three, the city hid these payments under contractual services. How are residents supposed to trust information coming from this body and building when you can't even be transparent about these things. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate what you do. I believe, including uh, our city manager and staff, that you guys, your integrity is above reproach. City manager Joe Smolinski fired back. First of all, I want to address some of the things that uh, I said in an interview, uh, you know, on Steve Casillo's podcast. And then again with the Star-Telegram, I've, I've had this interview a couple of times now. And it all comes down to four basic questions. One is, is taking a, you know, a compensation as a council member, is that legal? It's 100% legal. Is it voter approved? It was voter approved. The residents approved that on August 11th, 1979. Uh, is it common? Yes. There are cities in the Metroplex all across the state and all across the nation that compensate people that work their tails off, as Mr. Short so eloquently put it. And what was the process by which this happened? This is the fourth question. It's been insinuated that I didn't do this the right way, and I want to make sure that everybody knows how this works. Uh, as a city manager, I tried for two years to get these folks to take some sort of stipend, some sort of salary, some sort of anything, and they just refused to do it. And I, I would agree with Mr. Kloss that $1,000 a month is, is nothing. I want to read a comment that one of these council members said to me. This is, this is as close to verbatim as I could get it. The average person that wants to serve on the council wouldn't have any idea how much time this consumes or what they have to give up in earning potential and time with their families. Without providing some form of compensation, serving on the council is a rich person's game. We have to do something to make sure that this is an opportunity everyone can afford to take. That doesn't sound like a crook to me. That sounds like somebody saying, let's make sure we get this in place. So even someone that's unemployed and lives with their mom can serve on the council if they need to. I'm done. Thanks, Mayor. The Mansfield Public Library has opened an exhibit to honor local African Americans during Black History Month that commemorates Mansfield's historic journey from a time of racial segregation to a diverse and vibrant community. 
This exhibit recognizes retired teacher Brenda Norwood, who now has an elementary school named after her, Lake Ridge teacher and football coach, the late Billy Smith, as well as hometown friends who have made an impact on a national level, including Olympic athlete Jasmine Moore, Time Kid of the Year Orion Jean, and country music star Mickey Guyton. The library exhibit is sponsored by Bethlehem Baptist Church, First United Methodist Church Mansfield, and Dallas Baptist University. The Mansfield Public Library is located on South Wisteria Street, next door to the MAC, and is open Monday through Saturday. The hours of operation can be found on their website at mansfieldtexas.gov. It's an annual event, and it is a gala. It's one of the biggest ones right here in Mansfield, and we're talking about Mansfield Cares, their annual gala. This year, it's titled A Night in Paris, and with us on the telephone is Mansfield Cares board member Heidi Galini. First of all, welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you. Thank you very much, Steve. It's great to be here. Heidi, tell me about this gala that's coming up. When is it? Where is it? And what can people expect? Well, it's going to be a great night. Um, Another yearly opportunity to come out and support our wonderful community. It's going to be Saturday, February the 25th at the Walnut Creek Country Club. It's been a tradition here in Mansfield for about 23 years, and we're looking forward to another great event. What are some of the things? I was on your website earlier today, and I saw um, uh, an auction and and music. And Tell us about some of the events that are going to take place during the gala. So the gala is just a fun night where people come out and um, we'll have a live and a silent auction. We'll have a live band and lots of dancing. We have fabulous gourmet food from the... I'm executive chef at the Walnut Creek Country Club, and it's just a great event where people come out and um, donate and make this a huge success. And of course, this gala is a fundraiser, and with the fundraiser, all of that money goes back to Mansfield Cares, and which eventually goes back into the community. What are some of the great things that Mansfield Cares does for the community? So Mansfield Cares has a long standing with many of the organizations in Mansfield. Um, one of them is with the Common Ground Network, and we are a large supporter of them, and we um, support the Back to School Feed the Kids program, where kids have an opportunity to get free food every week during the summer. We also have a backpack program where kids are provided food on the weekends throughout the school year. Um, Mansfield Cares is also the largest contributor to the Mansfield ISD scholarship program. Um, we donate to all of the food banks here in Mansfield. We also um, are a large supporter of the Angel Tree program that is offered through the Common Ground Network. It takes place February 25th, Walnut Creek Country Club, 7 to midnight. A Night in Paris is the name of the Mansfield Cares annual gala this year. Heidi, how can someone purchase tickets? Well, you can go to our website, which is mansfieldcares.org, and you can go on and make a donation. You can be one of our year-round sponsors or even purchase tickets to the gala right through the website. Heidi, we'll see you at the gala Saturday, February 25th. All right. We'll see you there. Thank you, Steve. It's the day past Valentine's Day. And if you happen to have made a little mistake uh, with the delivering of the food to your loved one, we're going to give you a chance to make it good uh, starting next week. There's a brand new restaurant opening up here in Mansfield, and we have Bradley Tipping on the telephone right now to uh, to tell us about it. Uh, Bradley, first of all, welcome to About Mansfield. 
No, thank you. Brand new restaurant. You are the general manager of Blaze Pizza. Tell me about Blaze and, and when and where is it coming? Our opening day will be the 21st, and we are on Broad Street in the parking lots next to Market Street. Salada, we're in the old Zoe's building. Blaze Pizza. Now, when it comes to pizza, you got your Detroit, you got your Chicago, you got your Brooklyn, thick, medium, or cracker style. So describe what a Blaze Pizza is. A Blaze Pizza is all fresh ingredients. Uh, it's fast-fired. It's kind of like going to a Chipotle where you uh, pick the bowl, you pick your burrito, you know, how you want it with us. You pick the style of crust that you want, which we have two. We have a, uh, a thin crust and a uh, thick crust. You go through the line, you pick out all the ingredients that you want. A lot of times it'll probably take longer to uh, pick the ingredients than it does to actually cook it. Once we put it on our wood burning oven, it takes about two minutes to complete the process. Wow, that's it's fast. It's really good. It's really fresh. Yeah. It's not a conveyor oven or anything like that. It's a real, you know, old school looking what you see on TV type oven. In that case, are you going to have drive through? No, sir. We do not have drive through. There is a pickup window that was pre existent from the Zoe's. You could just pull it and say, hey, I'm here to pick up my order for Steve. And we get through the window. That way you don't have to uh, get out of your car. But there is no actual ordering through the window. What is your, Bradley Tipping, what is your favorite Blaze pizza? What do you put on top of it? I'm kind of a traditional guy, so I just go with our regular crust. It's an 11-inch crust. We make our own sauce in-house, so I put a little, we have a spicy sauce that we can use. So I do a little spicy, a little pepperoni, uh, our fresh mozzarella, and then I like to throw some jalapenos on top. Mm, wonderful. And, and I can't believe it only takes two minutes to cook. We run that oven at about 560 degrees, and uh, it's it's really impressive when you sit and watch. Uh, you know, you just can't put it in there and let it cook. You've got to constantly, constantly spin it and move it. There's three sections of the oven, you know, that's one's not as hot, one's a little more hot, and then one's hot, and that's the finish-up side. Yeah. It's, it's about two, two and a half minutes to uh, get it. Uh, let's talk about employment. Are you hiring? We're definitely hiring. I'm really looking forward to help if anybody's out there. I've I've got a lot of kids. We had a lot of kids from Mansfield High, a lot as well from Lake Ridge that were completely ecstatic about uh, coming to work there. They believed in the product. But yeah, definitely always looking for uh, daytime help. And then being in the restaurant world, we're pretty much always looking for help. <laughs> in the minute or so that we have left, is there anything that you want to add uh, that or a question maybe that I haven't asked? The only thing that I could add is uh, I graduated from Mansfield High. Uh, I love the city. And uh, when I got this opportunity, I was like, great, I could come back and help surf my city. You've been in the restaurant business a long time. Uh, I started at Walnut Creek Country Club when I was 15. <laughs> and pretty much your entire career was, was restaurants. Yes, sir. I've, uh, this will be, I'll be approaching my, uh, now that I'm about to be 51, this will be 36 years. Bradley, uh, I, I, I wish you uh, tremendous success with Blaze Pizza opening February 21st. It's along, uh, the, the storefront is right along uh, Broad Street in the Market Street parking lot. If you know where Salada is, this is right next door. Blaze Pizza, congratulations, uh, Bradley, and, and uh, we'll see you on February 21st. All right. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. If you have a comment about the show, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, you can reach out to us by voicemail. You can reach out to us by email. Voicemail number is 817-435-2938. Again, 817-435-2938. Email address, news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. 
Tuesday, February 21st is Mardi Gras. Yes, Fat Tuesday. The word originated in French, Mardi meaning Tuesday and Gras meaning fat, and was what people used to describe the day before Ash Wednesday when they would binge on rich foods such as meat, eggs, milk, and cheese before Lent began. The origins of Mardi Gras can be traced to medieval Europe passing through Rome and Venice in the 17th and 18th centuries to the French House of the Bourbons. From here, the traditional reverie of bouffe gras, or fatted calf, followed France to her colonies. By the late 1830s, New Orleans held street processions of maskers with carriages and horseback riders to celebrate Mardi Gras. Nowadays, Mardi Gras traditions run a little deeper than the medieval binging on milk and eggs. Nearly 70 parades take place in various communities or parishes in and around New Orleans, the most famous, of course, taking place on Fat Tuesday in the French Quarter. Dale Boten joins us on the telephone. He's a New Orleans native and now a Mansfield resident, having moved here as a result of Hurricane Katrina. He's attended a Mardi Gras celebration or two. How many Mardi Gras celebrations have you been to in your lifetime? Oh, that is way too hard to count. Ever since I was five years old and my parents put me on top of a ladder uh, until I was in my mid twenties, you know, and just driving around from parade to parade. So you would have to say 10 parades a year for 25 years. Give the Mansfield listeners uh, a little thumbnail sketch of what it's like, especially on Fat Tuesday, what Mardi Gras is like. First of all, it's a sea of people on uh, the biggest events are in the city of New Orleans itself, and one of the suburbs called Metairie. And it'll generally draw a good 200,000 people on the day of the parade in each of those locations. So you're talking, uh, and the parade route is 10, 12 miles long, and you're talking 10, 15 people deep. Uh, So it is just a sea of people really having a very good time. Give me the the background, if, if you know it, the tradition of the beads. Uh, that is, it's, there's really not a specific tr- tradition to beads. That's just more of a celebration of the, the beads, the, the, uh, the blooms, because Mardi Gras is just a celebration, and that is just another way of keeping it a time of, a fe- uh, of fe- like a festivity. So that's what that, the intent is behind the beads and the blooms and the mask is all the mystery and the festivities. Can you give us a little description of the outfits that the Indians wear? I, I, I'm speaking f- uh, specifically the wild chapatulas uh, always have these elegant outfits. Can you describe them? I cannot go into a lot of detail, but what I can describe is between the Mardi Gras Indians and the different uh, other Indian celebrations, it is just a cultural celebration to uh, really celebrate their culture, their way of life, uh, their upbringing of everything. So that's just more of a cultural expression tying into the festivities of Mardi Gras. You are firmly planted in Mansfield now. Do you ever intend to go back and and see another Fat Tuesday? We would like to. One of the issues that we have come up with over the years is that we have not been able to expose our children to having the the fun of Mardi Gras because it didn't align with school. 
but yes, it's our intentions to go back as much as possible to hang with family and friends and really just get back into the spirit of Mardi Gras and what and all the fun that it really has. In the minute or so that we have left in this, uh, is there anything else that you want to add to what Mardi Gras is all about? Mardi Gras is really, it's what you're looking for. Um, you could have a family-friendly environment. You've got areas, miles of people with young kids, ladders, really having a good time. Then you have um, other ages of uh, people in their 20s that really want to celebrate. So you could have a young, high-energy uh, environment. You could have a lot of family-friendly environment. And if, for the older crowd, if you want to get more into the more risque in, uh, side of Mardi Gras, uh, the French Quarter is where you want to go. Um, people think all of that is all over, that the risque, that is only really in the French Quarter. On the parade route itself is a combination of family-friendly times and just young adults having a good time. So depending upon what you're looking for is where you want to go for Mardi Gras. And in French, how do you say let the good times roll? Let's say bon temps roulette. Dale, I appreciate your time. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. Oh, my pleasure, Steve. You take care and have a great day. Let's head on over to the weather desk and check the forecast for the upcoming week with Colleen. We have a cold front scheduled to come through Wednesday night into Thursday morning that may or may not bring us level one or level two severe weather. We should have a cap in place, a layer of warm air aloft that inhibits thunderstorms from towering up and becoming severe. But if the cap weakens, we'll see some stormy weather. At the time of this recording, meteorologists are having a hard time predicting how things will play out Wednesday into Thursday, so keep an eye on your weather app Wednesday night. We're looking at a high of 75 degrees on Wednesday, a high Thursday of only 47 degrees after the front comes through, Friday 52 degrees, Saturday 56 degrees, Sunday 67 degrees, Monday 76 degrees, and Tuesday 72 degrees. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. I'm Angel Biasati with Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I have a cardiologist, Dr. Sania Patel. She will share the heart benefits of red wine and dark chocolate. It's tax season. Your tax refund is a terrific way to start your down payment fund for your new home purchase. I'm Beth Steinke, and I'm going to share six creative ways to put your down payment together on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that always has me thinking back to the Vu Correct. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat Good morning, class. is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust Methodist. 
Congratulations to April Woodford, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. In education, what does the acronym STEM stand for? According to the MISD website, STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. April has won a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery. When we come back, this week's trivia question. This is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio 3.0. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. What started out as an audio-only studio, Podcast Mansfield is now a full-service audio and video recording studio, complete with custom green screen backgrounds, two high-definition cameras, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and we can also help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Wealth Building Made Simple, we are TPM and Wealth Think Tank Television, just to name a few. So whether you're a hands-on person or just need a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is here to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to... Trivia at aboutmansfield.com. You will receive a $25 gift card to a local eatery brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find them on the internet at Joe Jenkins Insurance.com. And by the way, as we mention this every week, not every winner submits their answer on Wednesdays. So if you're listening on Thursday, Friday, or even Saturday, you know what? Give it a shot. You might be taking home a $25 restaurant gift card. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, as you know, we are just a few minutes away from an interview with Mansfield ISD Chief of Police, Greg Minter. But did you know there's another local chief in town? This week's trivia question is, what is the name of the Mansfield Fire Rescue Chief? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what is the name of the chief of the Mansfield Fire Department? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, I'm Olympian athlete Jasmine Moore, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. 
Angel Biasati is here with a healthy dose of dark chocolate and red wine in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Methodist Mansfield Medical Center has joined up with Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory, Port, and cardiologist Dr. Sania Patel to create awareness of heart disease and share the benefits of red wine and dark chocolate. It's definitely something to whine about. Dr. Patel, please tell us about the heart benefits of red wine and dark chocolate. Hello, everyone. Since it is February and it's Heart Health Month and the month of Valentine's, I think it appropriate to first start with discussing dark chocolate. Dark chocolate has long been associated with feelings of pleasure and enjoyment. There are a number of reasons why this may be the case. Dark chocolate contains several compounds that can boost your mood, including phenylethylalanine and tryptophan. Phenylethylalanine is a natural antidepressant, and tryptophan is linked to the production of serotonin, which can produce feelings of happiness. Dark chocolate can also deliver antioxidants, which can lower cortisol, a stress hormone. All that being said, just the simple experience of eating chocolate can satisfy cravings and in such a way release endorphins to create that happy feeling similar to a runner's high. Dr. Patel, what exactly is dark chocolate? Well, dark chocolate is made from the same seeds of the cacao tree as regular milk chocolate. However, chocolate is only considered dark chocolate when it has 70 to 85% cocoa content compared to the 10 to 50% cocoa content in milk chocolate. Eating dark chocolate can deliver antioxidants and minerals that may help protect you from heart disease. It is one of the best sources of antioxidants that you can find. Of course, 100 grams is a large amount to consume daily and is definitely not encouraged, particularly given that most dark chocolates have added sugars to combat the bitter taste and can be very high in calories. That being said, the daily recommended amount is typically one to two ounces or one to two squares of chocolate from the full bar. Well, how does this dark chocolate benefit the heart? So there are a number of studies that show that dark chocolate can improve heart health and reduce the risk of heart disease. Dark chocolate is rich in something called dietary flavonoids, which are antioxidants that can also be found in a number of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Dietary flavonoids have been associated with a decreased risk of coronary heart disease by decreasing inflammation and potentially also making platelets in the blood less sticky. They also help to produce nitric oxide, which can help blood vessels relax and help to decrease blood pressure. There are also some studies that suggest dark chocolate can decrease the risk of insulin resistance and help with cognitive function as well. There are numerous ongoing studies that are further assessing the potential other benefits of dark chocolate. A few things to keep in mind, though, are that dark chocolate also contains stimulants like caffeine and theobromine and can cause difficulty with sleeping and irritability, and of course, as some of you may know, can interfere with some types of stress testing. It is high in calories and should be best consumed in moderation. Dr. Patel, we hear a lot about the health benefits of red wine. What a great combination, red wine and dark chocolate. Could you tell us more about red wine? So red wine has similar reported health benefits to dark chocolate. It is known to contain compounds that have both antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. 
Resveratrol is an antioxidant that is found in the seeds of grapes. That's the reason that the benefits are thought to come more from red wine and not so much from white wine, as red wine is made by fermenting grapes in their entirety. In some studies, red wine have been shown to increase levels of good HDL cholesterol, which is linked to lower rates of heart disease. A small study found that adults who were told to drink one to two glasses of red wine daily for four weeks saw a 10 to 15% increase in HDL levels compared to those who simply drank water or water and a grape extract. There are over 100 studies that have shown a decrease in risk of heart disease with moderate red wine drinking. That being said, there are still a number of ongoing studies looking at the potential effects of red wine on the heart and the body. The biggest drawbacks of drinking wine obviously come from drinking in excess. In the U.S., it is recommended that we limit wine to less than two drinks a day for men and one drink a day for women. A standard drink, unfortunately, is a five-ounce glass of 12% alcohol wine. The health benefits of red wine can easily be negated by drinking too much. In excess, it can cause weight gain, organ damage, including the risk of increased heart disease, cardiomyopathy, arrhythmias, brain and liver damage, and of course, dependency amongst a host of other conditions. Now, if you do not drink alcohol, I do not advocate starting drinking. However, if you do enjoy a drink on occasion, data suggests that a glass of red wine with your evening meal is the way to go. And you could consider adding a small square of dark chocolate afterwards for the potential added benefits of improving your heart health. Remember, if you choose to drink wine and eat dark chocolate, moderation is key. Well, I love the velvety texture of red wine and the richness of dark chocolate. Dr. Patel, thank you for helping people get heart healthy and for telling us about some of the secrets and benefits of red wine and dark chocolate. That's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Angel Biasati reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke has a short list of suggestions on how to come up with a down payment for a house in the Mansfield real estate market update. Buying a house is one of the biggest financial investments you'll make in your life, and a down payment is a crucial part of the process. But for many people, coming up with the necessary funds can seem overwhelming. So what are some creative ways to come up with the funds for a down payment? Let's start with the most obvious option, saving. Of course, this requires discipline and patience, but setting aside a portion of your income every month, even if it's just a small amount, can add up quickly. It also might be helpful to set a specific savings goal and make a plan for how you'll reach it. Another option is to tap into your investment portfolio. If you have investments in stocks, bonds, or mutual funds, you could consider selling some of them to come up with the necessary funds. Of course, this should only be done after careful consideration and a consultation with your financial advisor. Another option is to borrow from your retirement savings. Depending on the type of plan you have, you may be able to take a loan from your 401k or individual retirement account. This can be a good option if you have a stable job and the loan can be repaid within a certain time frame. However, it is important to remember that you'll be paying interest on the loan, and if you leave your job before the loan is paid in full, you may have to pay taxes and penalties. Another creative way to come up with a down payment is to use your tax refund. If you're expecting a significant refund, you could put it towards your down payment. This can be a great way to jumpstart your savings and get closer to your goal of homeownership. 
A lesser known option is to use the gift of equity. This is when a family member or a close friend sells their home to you and gifts you a certain portion of the equity in their home to help you with the down payment. This can be a great option if you have a generous family member or friend who is willing to help. More commonly, a close family member might be willing to gift funds towards the purchase of your new home. Go visit those grandparents. Additionally, you could sell unneeded personal property. This could be anything from jewelry to electronics to furniture or clothing. By downsizing and getting rid of items you no longer need, you can generate extra funds to put towards your down payment. Finally, consider finding a roommate or renting out a room in your current home. This can be a great way to generate extra income to put towards your down payment. Just be sure to consult with a real estate attorney to understand the legal requirements and to ensure that you are protected by a lease agreement. These are just a few creative ways to come up with a down payment for buying a house. Of course, what works best for you will depend on your individual financial situation. But by considering all of your options and making a plan, you'll be well on your way to home ownership. Now let's get to this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. As of February 13th, there are 84 active and available homes for sale in Mansfield, excluding new construction. We have five homes listed under 250, with our most expensive offering at $1.2 million for a home on seven acres. Last week, 12 homes sold. Those homes were on the market for an average of 49 days. Our January numbers for Mansfield Real Estate are in, and they are still looking really good. January 2023 over January 2022, median sales price is up 13%, making our median sales price $475,000. This isn't the experience our neighbors are having. Midlothian is up only 7.5%, but Arlington, the third largest city in the Metroplex, is down 1% year over year. The Mansfield area is outperforming our neighboring communities, to be sure. The vast majority of homes sold in January 2023 were between 400000 and 750000 Active listings are up, closed sales are down, indicative of how few homes we have available to sell. Anecdotally, I'll share with you that sellers are coming in strong for March, and I know personally we met with four sellers last week and three have already pulled the trigger to list their homes. I think we will see more inventory and choice for buyers as we get closer to the mid-spring time frame. That represents a more normal trend instead of what we've experienced these last three years. We have about two months of inventory available for purchase compared with less than one month last January. Is real estate on your mind? Send me a message with your questions to info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good as Brian Certain serves up another freezer door cocktail in the cocktail of the week. This week's cocktail of the week is the freezer door paper hornet. Last week, I started a new series on freezer door cocktails. If the term is new to you, it's an all-in-one pre-mixed drink right in the liquor bottle that can be made ahead and left in the freezer until ready to serve. Again, want to give a thanks to BHG.com for some background information. And for those of you who have heard of the Paper Hornet, you're absolutely correct. We're going to go back almost two years ago to June 23rd, 2021. And at that post, at the very end of the post, I actually gave a pro tip that most people missed for a freezer door version. So I'm going to represent that just as the freezer door version so that you can look at that and enjoy. You can always go back to bourbongospel.com and look at that June 23rd, 2021 episode. But here's the pro tip. When I make the paper hornet in batches, I buy two bottles of screwball whiskey 
and one bottle of banana liqueur and one of the Finet Baraka Italian liqueur. I pour off one third of both of the bottles of whiskey into another vessel. And then I pour the banana liqueur into the two bottles. And then I take the amount of the screwball that I poured off and I poured that into the banana liqueur bottle. I then add about one and a half ounces of the Finet Braca into each bottle along with two ounces of water. I then place all three bottles in my freezer and that way I have a ready to serve, already mixed cocktail they probably have never had before ready to serve my guests. To serve the cocktail, take the bottle out of the freezer, making sure the top is on tight. Give the bottle a few shakes to make sure there's no separation that's occurred. Open the bottle and pour into a chilled coupe or martini glass and enjoy. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Hi, this is Mansfield ISD Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And in the studio today, I love bringing people into the studio to uh, to find out who they are. A lot of people know this name, but they may not know the background of the person. And in the studio today is the Mansfield ISD, the school district chief of police, Greg Minter. Welcome to About Mansfield. Steve, I appreciate you having me. Greg, um, I think most people around town know the name Tracy Aaron and that there is a chief of police. There is actually two chiefs in this town, and you are the the other chief. Uh, you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that your your profile is a little... Uh, under the radar than than most people. Or one of the best-kept secrets. And I guess that's good. No, well, it, the, it is. But uh, it's it's helpful that people know we exist. Sure, sure. I guess the first question is, why does Mansfield need two police departments? Well, I think in its inception years ago, the school board saw how the school district was laid out. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times your school districts are in one entity, like, uh, you know, your smaller districts. Mansfield ISD is in many different municipalities uh, and even county. Mm -hmm. So for them to contract with officers from other organizations, they would have had to have contracted with numerous uh, organizations to have officers on their campuses. And so I think they felt it was just easier to start their own police department. And that makes sense because uh, MISD schools are in Arlington, Grand Prairie, uh, Mansfield, parts of Rendon, obviously Mansfield, parts of Rendon, a little bit in Kennedale, is it? Yes, sir. Uh, Tarrant County, uh, we've got some Johnson County. Yeah. Uh, We're we're just kind of, we're spread out. Let's go back and let's find out a little bit about Greg Minter. And, and uh, are, are you a native Texan? I am. I uh, actually was raised in Alito. Okay. And don't hold that against me. <laughs> My next door neighbor is moving to Alito next week. And so I, I don't hold that against you. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I drive through there today. Yeah. And I don't recognize Alito. It, it is a lot different than... Uh, uh, early mid '80s, um, 
and I graduated in 86. So a lot different today than it was then. I hear they have a good football team. Well, you know, I've heard that too. (laughs) Um, You know, we had a decent football team when I was there, but nothing like what they have what now. What it is now. You know, what a, what a mercy. Five, five state champions? In, oh, at in, least, yes. In a row. Yes. Um, so you grew up in Alito. You went to Alito High School. I did. And what – I've only been to Alito once. It was years and years ago. It looked like a pretty small town. What do you do on a Friday night in Alito? Aside from, all right, it's no longer football season. What do you do on a Friday night in Alito? Well, statute of limitations still applies to some of that. So, uh, <laughs> no, seriously. There's, uh, you know, it, back then it was just, it was kind of hang out with your friends. Yeah. Uh, go to their houses. Uh, you know, I had two friends that I pretty much lived at their house on the weekends. Uh, you know, to the point where... Uh, for homecoming, things like that, mm-hmm. put the signs in the front yard for their son. They put the signs in their front yard for me as well uh, because I was there so much. So it's that kind of atmosphere, or it was back then, and uh, just enjoyed it. Small town where your friend's parents almost become your secondary set of parents. You get in trouble, you get in trouble twice. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hobbies or or uh, did you play any sports extracurricular in high school? I did. Uh, played football, uh, ran track, okay. and uh, as a freshman in high school, I actually went to Boswell High School. Okay, out in Saginaw. Okay, and uh, moved over to Alito. I went to Alito off and on all my life, and then my sophomore through my senior year, uh, I stayed in Alito until I graduated. Uh, loved running track, but I really loved football. Let's, so let's start with track. What was your favorite, uh, distance? I ran half mile, mile and mile relay. Okay. And back in that time period, those were all back to back to back. So you got a little winded by the end of the, you, you did the meet. Yeah. You know, I, I won district, uh, in the half mile, my sophomore year at, uh, Alito and, uh, it, it, I loved it, but when you come off that track and you know you have to run again in a matter of minutes, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and you do that, you know, three times, it yes, it, it was challenging. You're probably happy you weren't running cross country then. Uh, I, I could have, but I, I had to give myself some time to put some weight on for football, right? And ultimately, uh, that ended my track career. Uh, just working out and uh, lifting weights and putting more weight on for football. That was my, my true passion. So uh, my junior year, my senior year, uh, I kind of left track to the side. Football, what positions uh, did you play? Defensive end, tight end, uh, backup punter. Uh, for a very short time, I was backup quarterback. And we figured out that wasn't – I like to hit people. Okay. And, and it, it, <laughs> It was hard to do uh, as a as a backup quarterback uh, or as a quarterback. So defense and offense. Did you ever think uh, back in high school that that you had enough to make it to the show? No, uh, that would have been work. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) you know, high school was fun. Right. I mean, football in high school is fun. Uh, you, You get up to the collegiate level, and it starts becoming a job. Uh, and I knew that uh, that it was fun. 
Did you play at the collegiate level? No, I didn't. My coach came and, and asked me if I wanted to, and I did not. Uh, I think I was more interested in, in military. So, so that, oh, that was and that was your next step out of high school. It was. Uh, I, I joined the army mm-hmm. uh, and went infantry. My first duty station was Fort Hood here in Texas. Okay. Uh, my second was in Aschaffenburg, Germany. Hmm. Uh, and uh, that's where I was until Desert Storm. We were called up, went to Desert Storm, came back, and it was right towards the end of my commitment, my four-year commitment. Uh, and so I ETSed uh, end of time at station. And, uh, thank you for mm-hmm. <laughs> it's and uh, came back to the states. Let's start with infantrymen. For the listeners out there who don't know what an infantryman does, what uh, explain that? They're better known as grunts. Okay. Okay. We're on the ground. Uh, we and the military was transitioning from your basic infantryman being on the ground to a mechanized infantry, and so mechanized started out as the Bradley Infantry Fighting Vehicle, and so whenever I went in, that's what I was on. Bradley Infantry Fighting Vehicle, and uh, it was a lot funner riding than it was walking. So riding in in the jeeps, the in, Hummers, in the, the vehicles. Okay. Yes. Uh, a grunt. My son-in-law is in infantry. Does that make him a grunt? It does. Okay. Uh, tankers would call you a crunchy, and even if you're in the Marines, no, Marines are a little different. Okay. Because I, I'm I'm trying to gather some intel here on on uh, are there any words that I, I so I shouldn't call him a crunchy. Oh yeah, you can go ahead and call him a crunchy. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Desert Storm. Yes, sir. Describe your time there. Different. Yeah. Uh, I actually left Germany the day after Christmas is when we flew out, uh, and we arrived in Saudi Arabia. I didn't have a coat. I thought, this is going to be great. We're going to go to a warmer climate. Don't need all this cold weather gear. Get off the plane, and it was actually colder there than it was in Germany whenever we left. Mm-hmm. Uh, the military, I describe the military a lot as hurry up and wait. Yeah. So It's like my golf game. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so we were there for, it seemed like, an eternity uh, before we actually you know, began the ground war. And whenever uh, that started... It was pretty quick at that point. Uh, the things that we did, uh, how we progressed, uh, had no idea until after the war and actually seeing it uh, on TV and showing the different units and, and how uh, uh, their routes were. And that's when I kind of understood what it was that we did. And your orders specifically in, in Desert Storm, what were you, uh, what were you brought in to do? Well, I was a dismount team leader. I was a sergeant. Uh, and so my job was anytime we dismounted from the infantry vehicle, the Bradley, I was in charge of that team. Uh, we did some overwatch uh, for some cities, took in some prisoners. Uh, but we had a, a huge ground offensive with uh, the Medina Republican Guard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's nothing like you see on TV, you watch the movies, that kind of thing. And uh, this uh, battle probably lasted six hours. Yeah. And it seemed like it took 10 minutes. I mean, it goes by quick. 
In a flash. In a flash. You were in Desert Storm for how long? I think we were deployed there for four months. Okay. So before it, during it, and then uh, just long enough afterwards to uh, clean up all of our stuff, load it up, and ship back. And you came back to Texas. Or maybe not. I don't, okay. Went back to Schaffenberg, Germany. Oh, back to Germany. Okay. And uh, because it was right at just before, about four months before my end of time on my contract in the military, I ended there, went to South Carolina where I processed out of the military uh, and then came back to Texas. Uh, it was a little scary. No job. That was my next step was what? What was next for Greg Minter? Well, I'm, and I was married, so my wife did not enjoy that military life, especially being in the infantry. We were training a lot. We would be gone for a month to two months doing field exercises, that kind of thing. And uh, she would be alone, and she didn't enjoy it. Uh, so she didn't want me to stay. So I got out, came back, and went to work for a company uh it took me probably four weeks to get a job, which was scary. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, an individual that lived across the street from uh, family members that we were staying with worked for a company called Group Services Incorporated. And that company did personal protection for Robert Bass in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. And so he got me in the door and I got a job with them. So I did that for four and a half years. Uh, but there was something in the in the back of my mind that always said, you want to be a police officer. You really do. Huh. And so I pursued that. And here I am today. We're talking with Mansfield ISD Chief of Police Greg Minter. And we will pick up part two next week. As always, this is the place where you'll hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb. Sports, Jonathan Dodd. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. Thanks for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield. Mansfield.